Tuesday the 17th of October 2017. This morning the wind had blown itself out. It had been more of a gale than a hurricane. Interestingly, yesterday, within exactly 30 years since the hurricane that devastated Britain and Europe, the newscast of the weather that night, before famously saying that someone had run in to broadcasting station asking if it was true that a hurricane were on its way, he reassured the nation that there was definitely not a hurricane on the way. The following morning we had personally had two large and important trees down in the garden and the entire nation's trees were almost decimated. There was untold damage to homes and buildings and yesterday afternoon there was the strangest light in the sky and in the evening the most turneresque sunsets all over the country. This phenomenon was apparently due in part to the Sahara Desert sand blown over by the hurricane Ophelia combined with the wildfires that were breaking out in Spain. The resulting effect was a sight not seen in the skies since the Industrial Revolution and Turner painted his distinctive landscapes and seascapes. The children and I had a busy morning this morning and John T. had a bit of an epiphany with his reading. It was as if the light bulb suddenly switched on for him, a combination of words that he knew, words that he built up and words that he took a guess at all came together for him and he read the best that he ever has. Normally, once he has done it, it's two pages, he can't wait to hand over to me or Rosie. He's turned down for now, until it comes round again. Today, he clung to the book and wouldn't pass it on. He was beaming at his own success. I was also delighted. I've been praying for him to develop the joy of reading that Rosie now has. Rosie loves to sit in bed at night reading herself to sleep. She's becoming a proper little bookworm. There was just Marshall, Johnny, Rosie and I at the table today. Cynthia had gone swimming and would be coming in late for lunch. Rachel was on her once, twice fortnightly trip to Reading on the handy bus. It's a wonderful service for the use of senior citizens. It enables them to be a little more mobile and simply to get out. Apart from anything else, it is a wonderfully social activity. And as people travel together on a regular basis, new friends are made. Rachel eventually arrived at 1.30 to teach the children sewing. Normally this happens on a Monday afternoon, but our routine must change this week because of our trip out yesterday. For me, the sewing class has a special advantage, and I can come into the room and write more to you, my great-great-grandchildren. As I sit here, I can still hear the gentle prattle of the children in the kitchen with Auntie Rachel. The occasional whir of their sewing machines and the protests coming from Rachel at the attempts by Jaunty to overstuff the kitchen he is making. I remember so clearly my grandmother and I when I was quite a small child, sitting by the fire while she patiently taught me to sew, or to knit or crochet. Another time it might be embroidery. I love the skeins of embroidery silks with their jewel-like colours and various shades of green. I still have to this day my very first tray cloth that I embroidered with violets in mauve, violet and green. The motives are on each end of a rectangular piece of fine linen. I remember the excitement of carefully removing the transfer, as they were called, inspecting very closely that nothing was smudged before I began to embroider over the print. I had to first turn and fold a hem all the way round the tray cloth and pin it in place. I then had to tack it round with white tacking cotton. 
After this, I removed the pins. It was now ready to hem around the tray cloth with the smallest, neatest and even stitches. This could take several sessions to be completed. It was then carefully armed flat around the edges. All this had to be done before any embroidery could be started. This, of course, was very clever. The final challenge of the embroidery and using the beautiful skeins of silk was the final reward for all the hard work that I had already done. It taught me patience and the pride in my efforts. It instilled a sense of purpose and is a wonderful opportunity to work in a companionable, industrial silence. This was the wonderful part. The time shared with my grandmother. I was probably about six or seven when I did this, and yet the memories of the experience are so vivid up to this very moment. I've done some simple tapestry and wool work with the children, which they enjoy very much, but because of the speed of life now, and for so many things to do, they are reluctant to sit for a whole afternoon, as I did at their age. The gears of life have changed. It is nearly supper time, which has to be early on a Tuesday, as the two little ones have to go to cups at six o'clock. It is complicated this evening by the fact that Davy wants me to pick him up first from the garage where he is leaving his car tonight for his annual service. The children have all voted for beans on toast. We generally always have a high tea at supper time because we have cooked hot meal and pudding at lunchtime. Usually prepared early in the morning before school starts. I should love to know how you in the future plan your days, your meal times. I imagine that routines are quite different and you maybe all work and our school from home. I imagine though in a completely different way to our idea of homeschool. I should stop writing now, the evenings are really now drawing in and it is becoming too dark to write anymore. I should be back again tomorrow. Wednesday the 18th of October 2017. Up early to bake cakes today. My friend May, who bakes the most delicious cakes and brings them along to the Wednesday morning Bible study group, isn't able to come today. Wednesday morning group without a cake is unheard of. I decided to make a recipe of my own, the muscovado buns. My children love them, and the muscovado sugar is better for them than white granulated sugar. There are beavers in this, in this kind of sugar, but it's still sugar, and too many shouldn't be eaten. I decided that you might like this old recipe. The muscovado toffee tasting buns. Eight ounces of muscovado, soft brown sugar. Make sure that all the lumps are pressed out of it. Eight ounces of Vitalite dairy-free spread. Four organic free-range eggs. Vanilla essence. Eight ounces of spelt self-raising flour or home air self-raising flour. The method. Cream together the sugar and the Vitalite or other dairy-free spread. Beat in the eggs one at a time. Add vanilla essence and continue beating. Finally fold in the flour and stir. Put into greased patty tins and bake until done. When cooked, cool on a cooling tray. When cool out into the cake tin and hide them. Yum. My children love these cakes, and for very special occasions you can put a swirl of toffee sauce on top, 
made by heating sugar and dairy free spread together until it starts to caramelise. Cool before use. Be careful not to overcook it as it will go hard and will not will or pour onto the cakes. It then becomes sweets. Oh, what a shame. Having made my cakes for the coffee time and no sooner than I had washed up the last piece of equipment, the doorbell rang. It was my dear friend May. She came bearing not one cake, but a box of tray bakes as well. I must add that she was not staying for the meeting. She and her husband were going away for a couple of days, and she needed the time for arranging a trip. Also, I have to add, she lives at least a half an hour's journey in the car, away from here. That is love and friendship of the rarest kind. She didn't want us to be without her usual cakes this morning. Although she was busy, she still found the time to make and bring cakes for us. Johnny and Rosie could not believe their luck. They thought that all their birthdays had come at once, all of these cakes on a Wednesday morning. The ones that Mum had made, two types of cake that May had made, and another member brought in some chocolate brownies. Yum, yum, yum. The children's tutor arrived quickly, followed by the members of the Wednesday morning group. Everybody came early this morning, as we had planned a different shaped morning. We were going to watch a DVD. Some years ago, we had all read the book The Shack, which went on to become a bestseller globally in the Christian book world. There had now been a DVD made of it, and we were going to watch it. Last evening, David and I watched it together. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a Hollywood version of the book. We had all enjoyed reading the book and liked the, its simple message. I just wanted to make sure that it was appropriately translated into a film. It was very sensitively produced, and I think that everyone thought that it answered some fundamental questions very well. I have to add, I think that we went through several boxes of tissues. Perfect. A good film. Cakes, coffee and tears.